What's up, everybody? This is Pod About It, a podcast to express our thoughts about things you care or don't care about. We are two very retired college athletes that have something to say. So do what you do and enjoy the show. No stress, I'm blessed, I'm doing great right now. I'm doing fine, set in place right now. My mama calling, trying to FaceTime now. I can't pick up, I'm stuck in space right now. Heaven gates, why you coming with that hate pipe down? You ain't my equal, can't relate, pipe down. You do too much, fuck up vibrations, clown. This ain't no circus entertainment, pal. Like I say, pipe down. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Pod About It. I am with my very esteemed and talented co-host, David Scalar. David, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everyone? Episode three, session three. Episode three. Most people say we wouldn't make it, but of course they were wrong. They were wrong. <laughs> they slept on us, per usual. Per usual to sleep. But Dave, you know, we just came out. We, we missed last week record, <laughs> recording everybody because we came out of Thanksgiving, but we are yep. back this week. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, my, man, my Thanksgiving was good. Just me and my yeah. girlfriend had a really small Thanksgiving. Made my own Thanksgiving for the first time ever. I'm sorry, Ooh. mom. I'm sorry, mom, for all the times you know I was mad we didn't eat till three or four or five or six <laughs> o'clock on Thanksgiving because you was up there cooking, and I was just you know impatient because I myself did not eat Thanksgiving dinner until five ish because. What time did you start cooking? I started cooking at 11 or no, 10 something, 10, 10-ish. Okay. Everything, me, was, everything was already like thawed and prepared, but I just, just took me a while just to cook. Like cooking just takes a while. It's just yeah. nothing to it besides the time. And I've cooked before, but you know, yeah. I ain't never cooked no greens and stuff that take four hours in a crock pot and all this other stuff. So it, it was interesting, but. Um, what were the top three foods? Top three foods on the table. Man, you know, so. One of the uh, so this is actually interesting, Dave, and I'll, I'll get into this. One of the things that is always up there and that you got to put up there is mac and cheese. And I think I actually made a pretty solid mac and cheese, baked it, did all the good things that people said is good. Yep. Um, and I think it was pretty solid. The next thing that I have, Dave, and yep. uh, to me, a lot of people, this is an argument, but to me, it's not ham over turkey. You got to have a good glazed ham. We made a good little glaze on that, threw that in there. And then, okay. Dave, this last one is probably going to be one that's probably just me. Um, but I got to have those mashed potatoes. Mm. Mashed potatoes, a good set of mashed potatoes, and some rolls is always going to do the deal. What, what's your top three? You got a lineup. You got a starting three. What's going on? Yeah. You're, you have a good lineup. I'd, so I'm, I'm definitely turkey over ham. Turkey was Ooh. a mixture of, you know, my family's Thanksgiving meals every year. For as long as I can remember, so I'd say number one is is that turkey. Okay. Number two is is the mac and cheese. Okay. Um, my mom has this really really good recipe. I have no idea what she does. As you know, I'm I don't like like tons of cheese. Yeah. That's we we, hard. we could probably, we could probably have a whole episode on on Jeez. you know the whole situation I got going on with cheese, but. I, I, I love this mac and cheese that my mom makes because it's not that cheesy and she bakes it and there's some breadcrumbs in it and it's mm -hmm. just, it's incredible. So mac and cheese is number two. And then, um, dang, number three is hard. Uh, 
I'm going to go with mashed potatoes as well, bro. Okay. If two, there's some two for three, a whole lot of salt and pepper. Now, now, Dave, I, I'm I am going to have to let this ride out there for the viewers or the oh the listeners. Here we are in the podcast, the listeners for something, and that is the fact that you don't really like cheese, and <laughs> and for me, for you to say mac and cheese is the second most important <laughs> is your number two. As your Kyrie, yeah. yeah. the whole Brooklyn situation that we had last <laughs> week. You're right. That's your Kyrie, and you don't even like cheese. I'm very interested in this recipe. Well, wait a minute. See, here's the thing, bro. It wasn't my Kyrie because what I said was Kyrie was number three. I Ooh. said number one, James Harden would have been number two. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. So my- I'm sorry. Oh. KD was one, James Harden was two. <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Not the Kyrie. That's the mashed potatoes. Yeah, but, the, but but your mac and cheese is James. He does a lot of cooking. He says, "Yeah," and so I, I, I'd be curious to try it. I, I'm gonna tell you what, Dave. I, I believe that your mom is a great cook. I believe that yeah. she can throw down. I've been to your yeah. house before, but I just cannot believe that mac and cheese would be any good <laughs> as much as you don't like cheese and you say <laughs> mac and cheese, but it's not that cheesy. How the hell are we? Gonna- <laughs> it's not that cheesy. We'll, 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 let I know. The people, we'll let the people decide. Uh, you know what we're going to do? Huh? On the, on the next episode, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get my mom to send me the mac and cheese. Ingredient. Recipe. The, the recipe. And we're going to recite it. Did, did y'all hear that people? You about to get like a recipe family secret on the show. If you don't yeah. like cheese and you're mac and cheese, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's dairy Dude, friendly. There's cheese in it, bro. There's cheese in it. But, but, not, just, but not a lot of cheese. It's not like cheese with a little bit of macaroni in it like most people eat. It's macaroni with cheese. Shit. Yeah, okay, okay. So we're going to have a non-cheesy macaroni and cheese recipe coming <laughs> on. That's fine if you want to stick around and hear that. But that is, yeah. that is gold, Dave. That's good stuff. And 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 so I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I'm glad yeah. that um you know you were able to keep it small and stay safe. Um yeah. I hope everybody else was, but by looking at the number, I don't numbers, I don't think they were. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Dave, the COVID number that is, but Dave, there's yeah. one number that I actually have to talk to you about. Okay. That I feel strongly about that I saw that just made me just a big question mark come, come over the top of my head. Okay. And that number was 170 million. Okay, what's that represent? 170 million represents the amount of dollars that Donald Trump has raised since the election from his supporters. Post election. The election. So post November 3rd. Post November 3rd, 170 million. So let's just say 80 million people voted for Trump, which we know is like 75, but just for easy math. Yep. That, that means like every supporter gave $2. I mean, pretty good support. That, that's pretty damn good support for someone who lost post-election. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the people out there that did give uh, to Donald Trump's money, just let mm-hmm. you know that it will be going fine against his $440 million what, debt that he had. So it's going to bring it down. So you're helping that to make that point very strong. But everything else, I'm not sure since he's lost every single court case that's been brought to us so you know good luck i hope you didn't 
I hope it was the $2 and not the $200 that you probably should be keeping. So um, that's just for everybody that just wants to know that little tidbit of information. And then one thing I wanted to get back to was like our um, topics. I think we got away from them on the last show. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing real quick. Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, good. Um, I was just going to say, man, I think we could also do a whole nother episode after we talk about cheese. We could do a whole nother episode on uh, better ways to spend two dollars. Man, hey, because I, I've got a few things. I'm thinking of McChickens, McDoubles. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Frosties at Wendy's. I mean, just to name a few, but I think we could do a whole episode on that. Man, you know how they got, Dave, you know this. We're free to lay guys. You know how they <laughs> got the 25 cent bags. You can get four different variety of chips for the 25 cents. Weren't they the, uh, maybe yeah. the 50 cents? The, yeah, they're two for a dollar. Two, two for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you can get four. Oh yeah, two for a dollar. No, no, that makes sense. My math still works. So you can get four of those bags. Get four of them. Yeah. For the you're spot on. So I, that what that means for everybody listening is you can not only can you get a bag of barbecue lays, you can get a bag <laughs> of flaming hot Cheetos, you can get a bag of smart food popcorn, and you can get a bag of nacho Doritos for two dollars. Now you won't get a lot, but you will get some. And Dave, <laughs> I will, will have to tell the people that we both work. And you still work at Frito Lay, and we will hold the Frito Lay talk to a minimum. But that was just such a good point, right? And have. I need to add. I just need to add. You know, talking on the topic of how many chips you're going to get. <laughs> just understand that the reason that there is air in bags of chips, Tell all me. all manufacturers, is because um, the air preserves Man. the potato chips and allows it to be on the shelf for a little bit longer right that's it in like a very broad vague way of of explaining it i don't work in our science department or r&d but dave what you say right there is what people do not understand and people would come to me talking about there ain't no chips in the oh when you worked at frito yes yeah you know how i was out there on the trucks with the i had the chips i mean i literally was next to hundreds of dollars of chips every day thousands and so they're asking me and that is the answer. The air in the bag is to make sure that they last longer. Now, yeah. stop asking. And, and they, stay, they stay good. God, and, Dave, on, on the whole other episode, a whole other episode topic, we could have a whole other episode about Frito-Lays and ins and outs. If anybody's <laughs> interested, I may, like, put a little boat out there to see if people actually <laughs> listen to Frito-Lays because it's a very interesting structure, and I think people will be surprised on how it kind of works. Yeah. You know, I can't say everything, yeah. but I can tell you enough. We can talk about some things. Yep. So and so yep. that so we, we got we got to make around. We got like four or five more shows, three or four more shows right there, people. So if yeah. you're listening, just know that me and Dave are ready to give you mac and cheese, to give you, <laughs> to, give to give you how to spend two dollars, to how to spend two dollars, and also the last thing that I said, Dave, was don't even why there's me. air in bags of chips. <laughs> why there's air in bags of chips and free to lay everything you need. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll get we'll get all that to you, I, I promise. But yep. right now, Dave, one of the things I want to really bring us to yep. was back to our segments of the show, like I was going to say earlier. Yeah, and, sorry. No, no, you're good. Great conversation. And ne- talk, talk about some important things. We got we got to talk about a little bit of important things. Um, and we got to <laughs> ask people this question again, which is the topic of do you really care? And that's the yep. topic, right? Do you really care? And so we talked about Trump a little bit. And all y'all giving two dollars, and we're gonna teach y'all how to use that two dollars better in an yep, episode, <laughs> episode coming soon. Um, but right now, I just want to let you know that you know, with that two dollars, 
a lot of presidents do this, but Trump is doing this a whole lot more than any other administration ever has, is he's leaving what's called legacy laws. So legacy laws are the laws you try to pass after you realize you're about to get up out of there, <laughs> the office that is, and you are trying to let these laws to, you know, kind of carry on the legacy that you brought. And Trump's legacy laws that he's trying to pass, or, you know, are like three times as much as anybody else is trying to pass, of course. Um, and it's just in Trump fashion, they're having to do with things that are actually, you know, hurting people or, you know, discriminatory. And so I just want to like go through a couple of them. Um, that, okay. So like the first one, I, I and like I want to read them and like they're kind of just interesting just to like think about it. So he wants to speed up the chicken factory processing lines. So this will allow companies to kind of sell more chickens, you know, ramp up the economy, right? Of course, it's a good thing. But, you know, the USDA had actually banned this process before Corona, like way before Corona, because mm-hmm. of worker in- injuries and it's harder to stop germs like salmonella. Now, we are in a pandemic that's killing at this point. It's December third and it's means killing like three thousand people a day and he wants to start this seven thousand deaths across the country yeah 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 and he wants to you know speed the processes up that we know that they said has um called simon and and worker injury next thing topic so very interesting um jails for execution prisoners right you can now he wants to be able to now do it by the electric chair and or the fun one that we all love, the firing squad. The firing squad is a very interesting one because <laughs> the firing squad is a very interesting tactic to bring back. I mean, how more American can the firing squad be, Dave? That's like the, the question of the, the day. Like, yeah, th- this man here is really having a firing squad and electric chair back. Like, that's some crazy thing. Like, we're in a, we're, the firing squad was created when you could only shoot a gun like one time and then you had to reload and all that crazy stuff. You don't need a firing squad. Like, and you don't need to shoot somebody to kill them. We have fine laws there. Okay, next thing. Wow. Um, and so then one of the last things I want to talk about is Trump is also making the Im- the um, the green card test for, you know, uh, immigrants trying to get into the country, he's making it harder. And he's extending the questions that they have to get uh, from 10 to 20. So they had to use, they usually had to answer 10. I don't know what percentage they had to get, but whatever it is now they have to answer 20. So just making it that much harder for someone who's trying to do the right thing and to come in the country the right way to properly come into the country when I think most Americans couldn't pass the citizenship test. I don't think I could. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, maybe that's another show. We just talk about it and answer what yeah. it is because it, it, it's very interesting that these rules that he's passing are just kind of lining up with his presidency. And one of the things that I, I definitely have to mention, David, and I'm going to let you just kind of just give your two cents on this is, we have an election in Georgia for the Senate coming up here next month. And I think there's like a couple more days to, to make sure that you got your ballots and to vote and all that. And everybody needs to go do that. And those Senate votes, 
the state of Georgia could decide if some of these things could actually get pushed forward. Um, and so we just need to make sure that people stay vigilant, people go in and vote. I mean, if Georgia, if everybody comes out in the way of vote Georgia like they did for the presidency um, and we Trump ends up winning, then or, or the, I said say Trump, but the Republicans end up uh, retaining the House, then so let it be. But we need to make sure that every voice and every vote is counted and heard for sure. So if you're in Georgia listening to this, or you're outside of Georgia, but your residency is in Georgia and you can vote absentee, go ahead and uh, get to it, man. There's only a couple of days left. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I love what you just said about about making sure that you vote in the, in the Senate race as well. I think I'm just speaking for myself. I I've never voted um, outside of a presidential election and yeah. this year just you know, with everything that's gone on and the things that we've learned, um, I've kind of decided that I want to get more knowledgeable about local government and local runoffs and be more involved. A big piece of that is, to your point, voicing your opinions, letting your voice be heard through vote. So I know that that's something that I want to do uh, a better job of going forward. So just couldn't agree more that um, everybody should, everybody should be doing so as well. It's not just the presidential elections that, that happen every four years that are really important for us. Um, and that's something that I've recently learned. So man, Jeff, you know, I'm glad you set up. Man, exactly. They've been talking about growth and learning and all that stuff. Like this stuff is not taught to y'all. So like no one should feel embarrassed or, that they did know this or that they were doing this wrong or they should have been. The thing is what you do now and going forward. Like you have the information now. We know that the Senate races are important. It matters to vote in all the elections. And now you know this and now you should encourage others and to go forward, right? We shouldn't look back. And that that's, I mean, because I'm saying that because me, myself, I didn't know that the Senate races even mattered that much. Right. I didn't even know that what they were about. I don't, I ain't care when the last election was happening uh, in 2016 and you know even in 2018 when the smaller races were happening um, but they're, they're really not smaller races they're bigger races than the presidency because those people affect what you do in your everyday life mm-hmm. and um, you know that that's just something that I just wanted to kind of open with Dave um, yeah. and then the that's last thing on Trump important. and I promise we won't talk about Trump again and I've I, I, if, I mean, it's really hard for me not to talk about Trump because he is literally just a walking, talking headline. <laughs> like this man, I, I, I mean, I can't. I gotta inform people on this man because I, I'm, I wouldn't have known if I didn't come across it. So, but the last thing I gotta do, and, and this is kind of funny, man, is just that Trump. So a pardon, and me and Dave were talking about earlier, and just what a pardon is, and so a pardon is a presidential pardon is something that. Um, you know, the president has the ability to, you know, rid anybody of any convictions or jail time or whatever their illegal things that they got convicted of or sentenced of. That's what it was supposed to be. He's, he's able to expunge that. And so presidents do it all the time. They get people out of jail who, you know, had stories that felt as though the, the justice system had done the wrong thing to them. And, you know, it's a very important system. And, and, you know, they make examples of pardons and all something of that nature. Like Trump just got somebody 
actually pardoned a lady pardon that was living uh, in that that was from Memphis, and she was calling this drug thing, and it was this big you know cocaine and all this other drugs and violence and stuff, and she actually was pardoned by President Trump. So you know it's a, it's a very regular thing, but what Trump has now decided to do is these like presidential pardons have taken to another extreme and do them before crimes are committed, Dave. And that was like the real crazy thing because right now there are talks and Trump denies it, but I know there are talks that he's trying to figure out if he can get pardons for himself, his three older children or his three, you know, uh, eldest children and Rudy Giuliani, his personal lawyer. So (laughs) to that point, I just have to say, you know, that's not how it's supposed to work because none of these people have committed any crimes or been convicted of any crimes. But that's how he's trying to kind of finagle this and work it as a business. And as he is a businessman, Dave, what do you think yeah. his chances are of actually wiggling this through? Like, like, what do you think the negotiation is to get Man. in these rooms? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no idea what 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 goes on in those rooms, and I don't know if I even want to know. <laughs> but I mean, gosh, I think I think again, this is just a, this is just a topic that very much belongs in this segment. Um, this is this is something that you know I think sometimes falls uh, through the cracks. Right, you have the election. People have their opinions on each candidate. People have their opinions on the president. But it's these types of things that uh, I think when you spend the time to dive in and understand, it gives you a little bit more perspective on what's really going on behind the scenes. And, you know, this is this is shit that sometimes makes headlines. Like you said, for the most part, Donald Trump is a walking headline. I certainly agree with that. Um, You know, and some of this stuff is is in the headlines. It is in the news and some of it is not. Uh, at least to the capacity in which, you know, we should be. So, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I I don't know. I think we'll we'll have to see what happens. Again, I'm not sure I want to know what what kind of conversations go on in that room, but, uh, or those rooms, but uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens just in the next year or two with uh, not only Donald Trump, but so many members of his administration. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, We'll see how everything pans out because January is only coming closer and closer. I mean, I feel like November passed like inauguration's coming up. Yeah, and I felt like the damn November passed like it wasn't even here. Like I don't remember November besides the election. We've been locked up for a while, and Dave, I think you told me earlier, California just announced today, right? That uh, yeah. We're not going to, or they're going to stay at home. Five regions of California yeah. going to stay at home for three weeks yeah. now. Uh, so that that's yeah. real interesting with everything going on. Yeah. No, the governor of California implemented a, um, a stay-at-home order. Impacts five regions of California. If you look up the regions, it includes all sorts of major cities, including San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, for, and I believe it lasts three weeks. So, uh, I found an article online, uh, that gave a really, really good recap. You know, it's all, it's all the stuff that you think would be closing, right? Bars, breweries, uh, movie theaters, cinema, show cinemas, um, you know, everything where people could 
Uh, oh, indoor dining. That was a big piece of it. So restaurants serve takeout again during this time frame. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to be something that people have different opinions on, right? Like we know that this whole pandemic this year has become unfortunately such a, uh, a, a debated topic on how we as a country should be reacting to it. But, you know, then again, as we've discussed on numerous occasions, that's the reason that we're still at this, we're at the point that we're at with the pandemic it's worse today than it's ever been. So, you know, I, Personally, my opinion is um, it's really unfortunate that we're in a situation where we have to be implementing stay at home orders again uh, in any state. And I would assume that California won't be the last to do it. They're the first, but probably won't be the last. But it does feel if you look at the numbers and you look at the statistics and you look at our ICU capacities in California, in other states, you look at our positive um uh, you look at our case counts and you look at our positivity rates, right, percentage of people who are getting tested that are then testing positive. Uh, all of the numbers point to the fact that we probably do yeah. need stay at home orders. It sucks. It's it. Nobody wants to be doing this. I, I think that's that's one thing in 2020 that everybody can agree on, whether you are on the left or the right side of the political spectrum, regardless of what state you live in, regardless of who you voted for. I think we can all agree that nobody wants to be in the situation that we're in. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, again, my opinion is it it comes down to our actions and what we do individually, because, you know, you think a lot about, uh, you think a lot about the, um, the term, the phrase Mm -hmm. community spread. It is a, a situation where everybody needs to do their part. So I hope that in California, in these five regions for these three weeks, that, the stay-at-home order implemented. People uh, really do follow them. They don't gather yeah. privately, um, and that at least in that in those regions, um, significant progress we'll is see. made. We'll see. I don't think. I don't think people. We'll I don't think people we'll- like. It, I mean, it's been so long. It's almost hard to blame people because it's like, damn, man, we got. Get out and do stuff and do things. So I, I I get it at this point. I didn't get it when it was early, and I know it's. I don't want to harp on the past and stuff, but like when we were in the summer, we should have been inside. I mean, and that's what it just really comes down to. And like you know, then we could have came out and wore the mask and started to do more of these things that we. I mean, we should have been doing this stuff until like a month ago that we're doing about bars and indoor restaurants and stuff like we should have held out because we're about to be in this and it's about to get bad like for real bad yeah i agree and i think the timing's super tough you know it's the holiday season this is you know and and you think about it this whole year people have probably spent many people not not everyone obviously but many people have spent the least amount of time with their loved ones friends and family than they ever have than any other year. And I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really missing that this year, but, um, you know, to your point, it's just, uh, this is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's where we're at and, you know, but there has been good news and there's more good news on the horizon because we have entered like vaccine season. It seems like, right. Like there's multiple companies with vaccines and they all seem, 95%, 95%, 90% 95%, 95%, 90% effective. And so it seems like they we are really seeing stuff. And 
did you say UK today? You said UK had the first um, approval for the or the first that COVID group. vaccines going out. People getting stuck. They were, they were getting right. stuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> they were getting stuck with that COVID vaccine already. People. Yeah. Man. So yeah. I think what 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 has America done, Dave? How are we not first on this? How are we not getting stuck by this vaccine <laughs> right now. Why is someone not sticking me? Why I got to be some British dude? You feel me? <laughs> it's crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. Bro. Tell me. I'm sorry. Tell me. I'm yeah. No, yeah. But yesterday uh, in the UK, the first vaccine was was authorized for distribution. So, I mean, to your point, man, like we're heading in the right direction. UK was the first Western country to do so. Obviously, we've got multiple companies that that, you know, say they have a vaccine that's 94, 95 percent effective. Um, you know, they're talking about um, listening or I'm sorry, d- uh, distributing it to people who live in long term care facilities, staff members that work in long term yep. care facilities. They'd also prioritize distributing to healthcare workers on the front lines that are treating COVID patients. So, you know, hopefully all of those people, people with with um, underlying uh, high risk underlying health conditions. Hopefully all of those people are able to get vaccinated as soon as possible, you know, next months. And it might be a little bit longer before you and I, young, healthy people can can get uh, stuck, <laughs> as you say. Uh, That's what they're doing. They're sticking, you know. <laughs> they, they sure are. I got my flu shot a couple of weeks ago. I went over to CVS, got yeah. stuck with a flu no, shot. I, I do have to ask you this, Dave. I've, I've heard a lot okay. of chatter that people are not going to go out here and take this COVID test. What, what is, what, what, mm. what are you going to do personally? You mean oh, get the bad, vaccine, right? Yeah. The vaccine. Right? Yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm I, look, I, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I would, I'm absolutely going to get it. The question is the timing of when I'm going to get it, because there are a lot of people who, need it yeah before i do i'm not saying you gotta step over somebody's neck to get the vi- the, the vaccine but <laughs> I, I earlier was thinking about um you know if i'm gonna get you know the 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 vaccine or whatever and you know i'm in pharmaceuticals i'm looking and i'm thinking that oh man most vaccines don't get clear by you know 10 to 15 years we ain't gonna be able to tell the long-term effects blah 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 but then I just remember, yeah. like, the reason why I wear a mask and I try to limit my interactions as much as I can and do all this stuff is because of science. And they have put more money into this vaccine than any other vaccine and time and effort ever created. Because the other vaccines, what happens is, like, these things hit in waves, like, you know, and they'll get it under control with the with the treatments but this COVID thing is a little bit different so they had a more consistent and concerted effort i just feel you know i'm not trying to really tell people that they i mean people should get the vaccine but i'm not telling you that you know it's dire or do or die but i'm damn for getting the vaccine because after i get it and after like the the incubation period and all the it's gonna take like a month i really think to to get the the both of the shots but after I get that second shot and it's over and they tell me I'm good, I'm going to, like, go hug my mama. Like, I'm going to go see friends. I'm going to go do everything. I'm going to live my life. And then 
30 years later, if I got something messed up from the long-term effects, I mean, let it be. But, like, people have COVID, and we damn sure don't know what that's going to do to you 20 years from now. I know we're going to move off the topic of COVID here in a minute, but, you know, I would say this, man. Great news that we're making progress with the vaccine. Exciting. You know, we, we've seen what, um, you know, some of the impacts it's had on, on the stock market. I mean, it, it, it's great yeah. on so many levels. Yeah. But I would just encourage everybody to look at the numbers of where we're mm-hmm. at today. I would encourage everybody to look at the numbers, look at the um, the hospital capacity, the ICU capacity right. in your local area, wherever you live. Uh, just immerse yourself in the numbers and, and understand the reality of where we're at in this pandemic right now. Again, great news that we're making progress with the vaccine, but that doesn't take away from Correct. where we are yeah, today. That, you ain't going to get stuck oh. by that vaccine until maybe April. <laughs> if, I mean, that's, and that's being right. just very optimistic. That's being super optimistic, seeing yeah. that nothing goes wrong right. in the plans that they're telling us. But I'm looking at April. So I'm looking to turn up for my 26th birthday on April 25th. <laughs> Hey man, if I'm getting, if I'm, if I'm gonna really be getting, if if March happens and they're like March fifth, huh? we better be able to up for my seventh. Yeah, in you're August. gonna be good. You're gonna be good. August. But they talking about April, March, April. This thing coming up. Your birthday's my birthday super suspect, and I already had a Zoom birthday already. I ain't trying to have two in a row. Two. Oh yeah, I. That was, I was on that call. That hey, was man, a fun Zoom, Zoom birthday. Man, that's going to have me feel a type of way if I'm on two. If I sell two birthdays in quarantine, I'm going to really feel a type of way. Um, and so yeah. <laughs> we, we got. I say that so we got to get out of here. That's what I'm saying. Because I, I need the vaccine like March 15th at the latest. If I can get the vaccine March 15th, <laughs> I am going dumb on my birthday. Day. Well, yeah, bro. I mean, I think. Yeah, I agree. But again, in an effort to keep yourself and your family safe for everybody listening, know the numbers, know know what's going on and make the right decisions now because the vaccine is coming and that's that's all good and well. But we got to stay Pretty safe much until what then. Dave is saying is, and, and on a serious note and on like, like, I'm not trying to be funny. If you don't take the vaccine, if you are waiting for the vaccine and you don't take the precautions, you won't be getting to the vaccine or someone you love won't be getting to the vaccine. They won't make it to the vaccine. This thing is like killing 3000 people yeah. a day. And I know no. there's a lot of millions of people in America, but it was killing 300 in the summer a day. So Dave, man, I wanted just to stay rolling with the topics today and bring in our next topic balls and all where we know we are just going to talk about sports and everything in between. So I know you were talking to me a little bit earlier about, you know, free agency and the NBA and how, you know, there was a lot of interesting acquisitions going on. We're trying to people trying to dethrone LeBron, people escaping into the East and all sorts of things are happening. And so run the people down some uh, some things on that you thought were the most interesting for NBA. Free yeah. Agency. yeah, there were. Um, yeah, it's been it's been an exciting free agency. I, I think definitely the first. The first uh, big move was Chris Paul getting traded to the Suns. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's linked up with Devin Booker now and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Uh, and man, you know I'm a big uh, Devin Booker fan. Yeah, that's a nice um, little trio they got now. 
Yeah, nice, nice trio. I remember a couple of years ago, I was in the the house in Charleston with you guys, and I was trying to make the case that Devin Booker was the top twenty player. And I was getting pushed back, but I don't yeah, know. Not at the time, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I, but I feel like at at this point, you know, he he probably is a he definitely is a top twenty player in the league. We but can reevaluate. Just, we can reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's uh, he hasn't had, you know, that much help in Phoenix. So it's going to be interesting just to see what the three of them can do together now. Obviously, CP3 is at the end of his, you know, nearing the end of his career. But right, right. we saw what uh, we saw what he was able to do last year in Oklahoma City. And there's mm-hmm. clearly uh, there's clearly a big impact on the game that he still has. So that'll be cool. And then um, a couple uh, contract extensions. Um, mm-hmm. so or, or uh, big big contract signings, really. Brandon Ingram in New Orleans, max contracts, yeah, and yeah. Jason Tatum in, in Boston. So, um, no, nah, I was just saying, man, I'm I'm happy I'm happy for Brandon Ingram because, you know, he just uh, he came into LA, uh, kind of took some heat in that market when they were when they were struggling, got shipped to New Orleans, part of the AD trade. Um, you know, was kind of grouped in with Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Balls, those the you know, the three rookies in LA that were were all solid, but he's he's uh clearly moved to a, a little bit of a different level than the other two guys. Had just an outstanding year last year. So I'm happy for him, man. I feel like he deserves it every penny mm-hmm. that he got. Donovan Mitchell, big contract extension. I love uh, me some Donovan Mitchell. I will say that. Yep. Yep. Man, he's athletic. Yeah. I just remember no. him. I remember him in college at Louisville, like mm-hmm. that. You know, he was he. Damn, he, I guess he's my age, and we were kind of kind of coming up at the same time. And I remember watching him wearing forty five. He wore my college football number when he played yep. in Louisville. So like, I just automatically messed with him. He was just fine, and so yeah, yeah. So, but go ahead. For sure, yeah, bro. No, he. Yeah, I was happy for him too. Obviously, you got the whole. Um, LeBron signed a two-year extension, eighty-five million. Man, I saw mm. a little bit of a breakdown on his contract. LeBron's gonna make more about a hundred and a hundred seventeen thousand a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just unbelievable, man. Like, uh, unbelievable. And then obviously the next day, AD signed a five-year uh, extension. Yeah. Uh, so you know. They'll be linked up for a little while longer. It'll see. It'll be interesting to see what LeBron does because his son Bronny is eligible for the 2023 draft. E- e- I, what? I don't. I don't. I don't know. When people say that. I just don't feel that's happening. Like, well, get get him getting drafted when in 2023. Him getting drafted to the NBA. Period. Really. I mean, I, I don't really want to put that on Bronny like that because I think what he's got to do is just a lot of hype. You know, to, I mean, he, he's coming after one of the greatest players to ever play. Yeah. And who who are really good uh, sons of athletes now who, when their dads were in their prime, they were the GOAT. Like, yeah. Deion Sanders is, like, has a son that has an opportunity to do something. Um, but, like, besides that, man, like, the kids either overshadow their dad or they're mm-hmm. – very much underperforming and there's you know no shade to him and i hope he makes it like that would be so dope in 2023 if i can get see them play on the court but i just want i just 
I, when people say that, it puts that extra like, man, now you really got to go because your dad is still this good, man. You could actually do it. And he he just may be like, eh, I just want to go play college ball and like play for four years and have fun. And who says I want to even do basketball? So that's the only reason why I say that. The man is really, really young. But, yeah. you know, Braun yeah. is Braun, – Braun, I mean, shit, Braun can play for another four years probably. Like, will he be the number one player in the world? No. But he could play for four or five years for sure, depending on what role he wants to play. For sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, bro, is just an, a, an interesting signing. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward got a whole lot of money to go to Charlotte. A yeah. whole lot. I mean – Look, man, I'm not, I'm not an NBA expert, not a basketball expert, and I'm not going to pretend to be. But just to me, from a, a general sports perspective, guy had a terrible injury a couple of years ago, came back, kind of played a, an interesting role on the Celtics. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker on that team had obviously some great players around them, but had had an interesting role, very different than before his in- injury, obviously. Yep. But Charlotte paid him, I think, a four-year contract, upwards of $100 million. That's a big investment for somebody who's recently uh, had a terrible injury. I know that Michael Jordan needs to be questioned. <laughs> there needs to be more questions heading to that man's direction. It, it, I mean, mm-hmm. this is the the – terrible mismanagement of talent just uh charlotte's been going through it i mean really been going through it. and i feel bad for him but you know you like Lamelo and gordon hayward's going up there i mean we'll see, we'll see but i don't see them winning more yeah. than 20 games and yeah and yeah and uh dave i had one thing uh you know there was one trade that happened i forgot to mention this that kind of messed up our brooklyn scenario yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of blew it up. It blew up our our power three Brooklyn scenario from last week. Yep, and you know that was got it. What is uh Russ going to Washington? Yep, for, to the Wizards, and then John Wall in exchange with right. a first round pick with yeah. a first round pick for us. So. Now we have Wait, John, huh? John Wall in a first round pick for Russ, or Russ in a first round pick for John Wall? Nah, Russ, Russ had to, get, yeah. John Wall is not getting a first round pick. It had to be Russ. Do you not? Okay. Is it or is it John Wall? I, I honestly, bro, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm saying it's, this. I'm saying this, Russ. It has to be. It has to. I'm about to. I'm about to look this. Up. I do have this computer right. Uh, got to make sure we clarify this. Man, we got to we'll, make sure because. Uh, was it John Wall trade? Because it it makes yeah. it, it makes it either way. Like it, it sucks for both of them, but yep. um, like you definitely need. Ah, so the Rockets acquired Russell Westbrook from Oklahoma City. Ah, nope. This is the Rockets traded Russell Westbrook <laughs> Wizards for John Wall and a twenty twenty one projected first round pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they yep. to to get Russell, they traded John Wall and a pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were right. That's on me, bro. That's on me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, Russ, it was a two time MVP. Now John Wall ain't. I mean, I'm not trading him and a first round pick. I mean, yeah, Russ is that type of player. John Wall is very, very nice too, and has been kind of hurt and dealing with some stuff. But 
when is James Harden going to learn, Dave? That's what I have to understand. How many all-star guard dominant point guards do you have to play with to understand that it's not going to work? We got to try something else, James. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. um, I mean, John Wall is a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. Sure. But, He's explosive the same way Russell Westbrook's explosive. Obviously, to your point, he plays the same position. I agree. I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference because James Harden's still going to do his thing. Yeah. He still still wants to put up 40 a night. Yes. And John Wall and Russell Westbrook, I mean, honestly, I never even thought about it, but these are great, like, parallels to me. Like, I, I know that John Wall's not on Russell's level in a lot of things and his tenacity and wants to for the game, but, like, the way they kind of – play the game is like similar as far as Mm -hmm. they're not really great shooters they're excellent drivers to the basket you know they're very very athletic guys and they're point guards and need the ball a lot and yeah (laughs) all these things have been shown time after time after time again that they just don't work he even tried to get a point guard who could pass chris paul and that almost that was terrible so yeah yeah I, i don't know man yeah, that that will that'll be another thing for us to us to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But one thing, ooh, eye on, eye off. We got to keep our, our eyes open for that Nate Robinson fight. Did you see that this uh, weekend? Yeah, bro. He got knocked out. Yeah, he. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I ain't never seen nobody get knocked out like that kind. Of, like. You know what I mean? It was just like such a amateur versus such like it, yeah. it just seemed like he was so outclassed. Bro, I'm I'm gonna say this. Okay. Jake Jake Paul's a celebrity. Uh-huh. That's what it, that's what he is. He's a celebrity. He's he's well, how to get famous? YouTube, YouTube I think, celebrity. Right? YouTube celebrity. Yeah, he's a YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. Um but he looked good in the boxing ring, bro. So this is the thing. Dave, and this is what I didn't know before working. the fight. Huh? He put some work in. He's been fighting for two or three years. He's fought in a couple fights already and won. He has been yeah. doing this. And yeah. I know Nate Robin Robertson is a great athlete, you know, could have played football, basketball, you know, NBA dude, all-time Duncan champion, feisty dude. You can play football, you can play basketball, baseball, golf, tennis, but you can't play boxing, Dave, because this, and this is the reason why you can't play boxing. Let's say that I was a football player, Dave, and let's say Mm -hmm. I try to go and play tennis, your sport, right? Mm -hmm. And you serve the ball and I completely whiff. What's going to happen after that? I'm going to serve again and you're going to whiff again. And then, okay, all right, all right, chill. You, My bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, that would happen. You would keep serving the weapon. But you get, I get another chance. When Nate Robinson went out there and you catch the wrong hit in boxing, <laughs> it's over. He sleeps. You're on TV. This is over with. You're a meme after that. So you can you can play a lot of things, people. But you you cannot play boxing and fighting. You know, UFC, none of that. You can't play that because it's over for you. Yeah, bro. I, I, I felt for Nate Robinson. But 
you know what? He, I feel like he took it well. Like he, he, you know, he, he was thankful for the opportunity. He posted something about it, said he was grateful for the opportunity. You know what, bro? He's, he, to your point, he's an athlete, but he's not a boxer. And he got into the ring on TV in front of the whole world, you know, and everybody watching him. And he, and, and again, to your point, he fought somebody who's been fighting for a couple of years. Yep. So, you know, look, neither of those guys, I, I feel like I don't want to be disrespectful to Jake Paul and, and say that he's not a boxer, but, you know, let's yeah. just say he was a YouTube sensation. Maybe we need to start calling him a boxer mm-hmm. now. He said he wants to fight Conor McGregor. I think that's a little bit uh, <laughs> ambitious at this point, but shit, I mean, he, he went on TV and he knocked somebody out in a boxing match. So, I mean, let's give him some credit, but at the same time, credit to Nate Robinson for, for willing to do that because – I don't know if I would step into the ring. Like I, right. I don't know if step into the ring on TV. I, I, I got I got two things to say about what you just said. So one, I, I know that I, I see that you really don't know Jake Paul and kind of who he is and how he gets down. So let me inform you. So he's like this influencer kind of YouTuber. I was talking to my dad about it. He was like, he's a modern day jackass. Like you know, we're not uh-huh. doing all the crazy stuff that you used to do in jackass, but like just he's doing stuff like that, right? Pretty boy, whatever. Yeah. Got his fame, like, through, he just threw a party in Calabasas or something, and it got shut down by California or whatever because of COVID. And so he's just been training and boxing. And so everything he's doing about this is literally for, like, clout and YouTube yeah. fame. So, of course. Yeah. And so it, it just hypes it up more. And then, like, you know, Nate goes out there, and, and Dave – I know you say you respect Nate, but I don't respect nobody who is not prepared and don't understand what they're getting themselves into. I'm not respecting you, you for that. That's not prepared? courageous. Do you think he wasn't prepared, or do you think he's not a boxer and he did everything he could, but he got he he got slapped? I think Nate <laughs> trained for like three months. Really? Yeah, and went out there and fought him. He just wanted to go out there and whoop somebody's ass. This is not the this is not the place. You don't play boxing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, he wasn't he he wasn't he was ignorant is what he was like. He wasn't courageous. He was ignorant. Like he thought that he can go in there and, and whoop, whoop his ass. And he came out of there not knowing when he got in there. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. and it was just a, it was a wild thing to 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 kind of take in and see like someone get knocked out like that. It, it was pretty funny. Internet is funny. Twitter, you 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 won the day. I mean, Twitter was waiting on something like this because the Mike Tyson fight really didn't bring us that. No, uh, I didn't. Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson. Very interesting. Yeah. You know, Dave, I, we're not really old enough to mm-hmm. remember these guys, uh, Mike yeah. Tyson and Nate Robinson. But it was a very interesting fight. And I have a quick, like, story about boxing that I kind of because... Huh? Let's hear it. Yeah, so... I was talking to my dad yesterday about these fights and Nate Robertson and Tyson. And so do you, you know, George Foreman, right? Yep. So everybody knows George Foreman, really nice guy was selling grills, was doing all this stuff. So did you know that George Foreman fought Muhammad Ali? Yep. Okay. 1974, he fights Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. But did you know that in 1994, he won the heavyweight title? 
I did not know that. He won the heavyweight title. And do you know who was one of the heavyweight champions at the time? Who? Mike Tyson. Mm, yeah. And he would have fought Mike Tyson at 45 years old for the heavyweight championship, but Tyson was in jail. <laughs> bro, the history is so crazy. My dad's telling me all this, bro. I was, I mean, it's 94. I wasn't even born yet. And yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm like just so shocked that George Foreman fought Muhammad Ali. And the thing about the fight about with Muhammad Ali is that they had to fight it in another country because they thought that George Foreman was going to kill Muhammad Ali. Jeez. Because he had knocked out Joe Frazier just so bad. And, you know, Ali and Frazier, they were really close. He had almost right. killed Frazier. So no uh, uh, no American city or whatever would sanction the fight. They didn't want to see someone die. So they had to get in, in another country. In Africa, I want to say, somewhere. And somewhere in, uh, in, in the country in Africa. So, Jeez. so That's more. This is 1974. This happened, right? Yeah. And then George Foreman continues to fight all the way up and wins the championship belt at 45 and has a, like the, the to conceptually, it didn't even make sense to me. He's 70 something years old right now, George Foreman, 71. Yeah. So I just yeah. thought that was just like an interesting story because I mean, the fight wasn't really nothing. But when I heard that thing about George Foreman, I was like, that's crazy. That's probably one of the craziest like sports things I've ever heard. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that is crazy. I don't know if I would have gone to that fight. Which one? George Foreman, Muhammad Ali. Why not? I don't know, bro. I don't want to see somebody pass away in the ring. Man, I I know. That's like a crazy thing. They really they really thought that he was going to kill him. But Ali won. Ali beat George Foreman. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But if that was the expectation, bro, I think I would have just sat on the couch and watched it from home in case I needed to flip it off. Yeah, because Ali was a national hero. As a black man yeah. in 1974, he was a national hero, which is very tough to say from yeah. a guy who literally changed his name and race and identity for American people still love him. Uh, right. Because he was just that infectious. Right. Uh, and that story about that, like, I'm sure if you – uh, Ali heads out there, they know a lot about it, but me who don't really know nobody in boxing, because I can't even name no boxers like in my era that are like American. Thanks for listening to Pod About It. I hope you enjoyed it. Comment, rate, subscribe, and share with someone who you love. I know there's at least one person. We'll see you soon, but until then, stay safe. Peace. Peace.